Like I said, Robert's so away. We'll start again. Welcome everyone to Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. I'm get. I have a guest speaker here, Steve McDonald, a fellow camper and outdoors enthusiast. Robert is away um, for the for this week. He should be back next week. Uh, he's just not feeling quite up to it. Uh, we all hope he'll feel better very soon. Uh, in the meantime, our topic tonight is going to be. Uh, Camping in the fall and winter is the colder months, shorter days, and uh, additional. Uh, the good news is that you know, renewed appreciation for Robert being the the technical guy who usually looks after these things. So, oh man, I have kudos to Robert on the great job he does, and uh, he's been missed. I have huge appreciation for everything Robert does because honestly, without Robert, this this yeah. would not be running the way it is. It would probably have died quite a while ago. Yeah, well. um, yeah, it's all good. But but we will pers persevere, and I've done this before, so it does eventually work. Always. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So as you were saying earlier, Steve, when nobody could really hear us, <laughs> you were saying that. This seems to be an activity that's getting more popular. More and more people are getting into it. Uh, it is, yeah. And uh, what I said, and I don't know if I can say it as well the second time, but you know, there's so many great uh, sports going through the fall and the winter. Some people are into skiing, snowmobiling, that sort of thing. But I've really noticed over the last couple of years that there's been a really surging interest in winter camping. And the beauty about the fall is that you can really kind of segue into camping outside of the summer and start to develop a sense of comfort in, you know, evenings that are a little bit cooler, uh, mornings that are a little bit cooler, um, and kind of dip your toes in the whole in the whole thing before we start seeing the the white stuff on the ground. So. I mean, to me, it's uh, it's the perfect time of year to get out there and um, kind of check out. Uh, I don't know if they call it a sport; it is for some, but just another way to get out there and enjoy the outdoors. Um, you know, kind of before the before the really colder weather hits. Yeah, it's, no, uh, I agree a hundred percent. And in fact, you really hit on a, a good point there. Um, this whole fall and it is starting to get colder and this is the time to test your gear and figure out what your gear is capable of because trying to do this on the coldest night of the year as your first winter camp might lead you to a lot of nasty surprises and I mean I, I've been out in some pretty cold weather and stuff and learning your gear and what works and what doesn't uh, it is good to transition yeah. into that uh, and getting yeah getting out there and testing that gear in a in a in a safe environment where you have you have options uh, I think is, is great. Yep. Uh, I've seen a few questions today on Facebook, a few people saying they're getting into this, this is their plan, this is their year, they're going to do it, and they want to know what to do. And they, they basically had stated that they're starting fresh, so they want to know everything. And there was dozens of really good comments on there, of people giving suggestions and stuff, and it's really easy to get like overwhelmed. So what was the first thing for you, Steve, that you found you had to learn? What was the, your biggest... The, uh one of the very first times that I went camping was actually in February and uh, it was it was eye-opening 
I took my oldest oldest daughter with me and I'd done a fair amount of research so I, I felt fairly confident that we had the right stuff with us to be if not comfortable at least safe, safe. Um, you know we were not going to freeze uh, we'd be okay and um, and I want to say it was maybe minus eight that night and uh, you know it was really um, I had camped as a as a kid, but this was a very different thing from being in a in a travel trailer with my parents to being in a tent, um, in a sleeping bag, with snow on the ground, and it was eye opening. Um, it's a very very different experience. It was it was incredibly refreshing to wake up in the morning, and uh, man, let me tell you, for anyone who has trouble waking up. You wake up very quickly. It, it's a it's a quick wake up, um, but to get up in the morning when it is crispy outside, boil some water, and make a cup of coffee. Um, it's the best feeling. Um, there's nothing like it. There really isn't. Like it. Uh, it was a bit of a shock. I I knew that I was immersing myself very quickly. And, uh, and that I also had my daughter with me, and I certainly wanted her to be comfortable. So, you know, I took a lot of precautions um, that we'll probably talk about. You know, we were fairly close to our vehicle, that sort of thing. Um, but it was an absolute blast. I loved it. You know, I did wake up cold a couple of times, but not freezing by any stretch. And, uh, and I was sold. I loved it. I had a blast. Yeah. And she did, too. Like, um, you know, it, it's definitely, uh, I consider it a group activity, you know, it's something that is only more fun with friends or family and, uh, and fall is the perfect time to kind of dip your toes in the water and, and see how you feel about waking up on a morning that's a little bit cooler, um, you know, going to bed in a, in a sleeping bag that's maybe a little bit cool when you get into it but it warms up um yeah. just to try to test that stuff out and see what you think so one of the tricks i do for for the for winter is i take the i think they're called body warmers but they're like a hand warmer but they're they're about four times as big and i yeah i open up one of those and i just toss it in my sleeping bag and then when i get in it's not quite as chilly and then i make sure it sits yeah. by my toes because that's what gets cold for me um but I, uh, my, well, a couple of my experiences are very similar to yours. I've taken my oldest daughter in with me a few times now, and we've done the hot tent camping. We've done the, the hammocks. We did hammocks the coldest night of the year two, three years ago. We did it um, down in the valley with uh, a few friends. They had decided they were getting together, and I got a, met a few new people. And honestly, it's people I've talked to on the Internet for quite a while but never got to meet and, it, and it's similar like how me and you met we've been talking for quite a while you know through this channel yep. and through other means but um, the first time I met was actually camping with you and, and it was, it's the way I right. met some of the best people in the world believe it or not is is yeah by taking that risk and it's really interesting how many people say oh you're going to get murdered you're going to you know these are going to be serial killers you're going to be in but it's not mm -hmm. like you know it's worth the no. risk 
I find, to meet new people yes. and get out there. And so I took yep. my, my daughter, same as you, and I was worried about us being cold, so I went and borrowed some extra sleeping bags from a buddy of mine, and I had her stuffed in there like a little cocoon inside her sleeping bag. <laughs> so she's, she's in there. She's like, I barely have room to move in my hammock. I'm like, but you won't be cold. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. uh, and one of my buddies father he owned the land we were camping on he actually came down he's like you guys are gonna freeze today and I'm like no no we're gonna be fine we're gonna be okay and he had a yep. little um hut and and i'm sure if he's listening he knows who he is um yep. it, it was a great time and they had a little hut with a little wood stove so if anyone got cold they could go down there and i i met some awesome people and, ca and camped and it is great it's like you said you get to meet people and you get to sit around and because it is dark and some people, oh, it gets dark, it's, it's going to be boring. No, no, you get a nice fire going, you're all sitting around the fire, you're chatting, you're telling stories, and uh, it's really, really interesting, the things that come out and the things you learn. You know, it's, it's a funny thing because, you know, for people who, and, and this is ever so slightly off topic, but it's a, it's a good example. For people who have hot tubs, you know, and, and people who love to get into their hot tub in the evening, yeah. Everyone who has a hot tub will tell you how much they love it in the winter. Because the only thing that's nicer than sitting around a campfire in the summer is sitting around a campfire in the winter. Oh, yeah. no, or in the fall. It's it's a completely different feeling when you can feel that warmth. Um it's just different and, it, and it's worth it. Like it's man, like you can't beat it. No, and you you appreciate it so much. Like you said, the coffee in the morning—that's so much more. I mean, for me, it's tea, but I, I understand the theory completely, right? Yeah, um, yeah. The hot chocolate, the coffee, um, the nice fire, um, getting everything ready, and the sense of accomplishment when you're finished with it. Like, you come back and you sit there and you realize that probably ninety percent of the world would never even try it. Like, if they, you told ninety percent of the population, "Yeah, we're going to go out, we're going to camp in a minus twenty-something degree weather." in the woods yep. with a small wood stove or uh, in a hammock with just an under quilt and a sleeping bag, they're going to look at you like you're half nuts. Absolutely. Yep. But it's it's doable and absolutely anyone can do it. I, I, I stand firmly behind that. If, if you're interested in doing it, there's a way to do it and you can do it. And it's such an accomplishment. If It just makes you feel yep. so much better about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's... Uh... You know, it sounds like we're getting a little bit more into the winter stuff, but, you know, all of these things, um, it takes a it takes a little bit of gear, not tons. It depends on what your camping wants your camping to look like, but, you know, it's not super difficult to do this stuff. Really, like, during the day, it's pretty easy to stay warm. Um, most of us like to be fairly toasty when we sleep, so, you know, it, it's a lot more about the nighttime. Um, it's funny you mentioned the uh, the little the little heat packs, and they come in all shapes and sizes. You know, little hand warmers that can go inside your gloves and mittens. Um, but that first night that uh, that I went out with my daughter, and it was uh, it was pretty nippy out. You know, minus eight. So it's not minus twenty, but it was it was cool. And uh, and I did a similar thing. I caught I tossed a few of those in the bottom of my sleeping bag and, and threw a whole bunch of them into hers because I. Yeah. Just like you, I wanted to make sure that she was warm. And uh, and I actually woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning because I had one of these things on the side of my leg, and it was hot. Oh, yeah. 
and uh, like they really get warm. Um, and I actually had to pull the thing out of my sleeping bag. And uh, and something that I learned is uh, that from now on, I will take those things and when I take my socks off, I actually put them in my socks, then throw them in my sleeping bag because they get really warm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, we were at no point where we cold. Um, I think I woke up and my, maybe my nose was a little cold at one point, but um, I'm also one of those people who will drive in the winter with my window down in the car. So I really enjoy the, the feeling of cool air on my face. Um, but uh, it's a blast. It's a real blast. And uh, yeah, people are surprised that other people do this. Yeah, no, there, but... Once you do it, I, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to go back and not. Um, the thing I find a big difference is in the summer on a hot, hot day, there's not much you can do to, to escape the heat. Like you can you can jump in the lake. Yeah, you can do that. Um, but even like some of the lakes here, here in Nova Scotia in the summer, they're not that cool. I mean, some, no. some are, but some are not. Like it cools yep. you down a bit, but there's no escaping it. And nope. in the winter, you know, you can always put on a, a, an extra jacket. You can you can add a, a layer of clothing. So if you have the right clothing, you, you have the right layers, yep. um, and you have a, a decent shelter. And a shelter doesn't have to be a full tent. Uh, oh God! The other no. weekend when we were out, you you were very comfortable in a in a just a tarp. I slept under a tarp. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a beautiful like we were we were fairly close to a lake. There was a beautiful breeze coming off the lake. Yeah. And uh, I had a tent with me thought about setting it up and uh just thought no you know what there's a really nice breeze here i think i'll just set it up about getting wet um it's all i needed it was uh i was very comfortable actually i i slept the first night it's a little damp found it a little bit clammy uh but the second night i had a i had a fantastic sleep yeah no i I, I walked by in the morning. You, you looked quite peaceful, but <laughs> I, I was still out. Yeah, you you're up before me. And you know, it's funny because one of my least favorite things about camping in the summer is, depending on where your tent is set up, waking up and the sun has already hit your tent. Yeah. And you wake up and your tent is already in the oven. Yeah. Like that yeah. to me is like I don't want to wake up that way. I would far rather wake up with a nice cool uh on a nice cool morning yeah. and uh yeah i i don't enjoy i enjoy a, a sunrise but not when it's uh turning my tent into an oven and you know first week of august it's it's not my thing one of my goals every time i go is if i can try to beat the sun and get up and uh i've camped with quite a few people who do this and some of them are much better at it than me but they make sure they get up early enough and have their coffee or their tea brewed up and they go down and they find a perfect vantage point and just sit there and watch the sun come up. And they'll sit for there the for like price. 45 minutes and really enjoy yeah. it because yeah. uh, it's, it is. Because I think part of it is like, because the days are getting shorter, um, very often when you're out camping, like people tend to go to bed a little bit earlier because of course it's dark. Um, and uh, once you've had your time sitting around the campfire, generally a lot of people want to turn in and start getting comfortable. 
So I find it tends to be a, a bit of an earlier to bed scenario. Earlier to bed, earlier to rise. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what a great opportunity to get up. If you're not that person that usually sees the sunrise, that's the time to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I am not usually a sunrise person, but, you know, because, I mean, just depending on people's schedules, they can't always do that. Yeah. But uh, being out in the woods, that's the time to do it. Because, I mean, you end up going to bed, you know, 9, 10 o'clock, even if that's not your normal schedule. It changes when you're out there. So, For me, it changes trip to trip, honestly. And a company and company, like, uh, we were out, I had my daughter with me. She wanted to go to bed early, and she wanted me there. So I didn't get to stay up as late as I probably would have. Uh, and sure. You guys got to stay up a bit later. Uh, some yep. nights, many nights, I'm the last one in. And pro oftentimes, yep. believe it or not, the first one up. And... I know I joked about it, and you might say I'm a liar because of last weekend, but I'm usually the last one back, too. Like, when everything's said and done, I am the last one putting gear away. I'm still stopping yep. things in bags. And... Well, we were we were chasing the rain yeah. a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah um, and no one likes putting away uh, wet gear, so no, we were, um, we're, we're trying to do that. I got back here, and, and it was a couple of days before I got to taking my tent out and I hung it up and it was dripping like there was water just falling out. It only took half hours though and it was already starting to be dry. It didn't take long yeah. to dry once I got it out on a good day. Uh, but yep. yeah, that's that's an important thing. And there's, that's something else in the, as the winter comes on and uh, the temperature drops down, I mean, we lose some of that humidity in the air. Now, here in yep. Nova Scotia, I find humidity even in winter is, is a bit higher than most places that I have been and I've been halfway across the country um yeah. so the cold here is colder and, and and it really took me a while to understand it the cold here does feel colder minus 20 yeah. here is bitter cold where minus 20 in central newfoundland where i'm originally from is cold but you can be out there in a t-shirt cutting wood all day long and dry cold huh it's a dry cold dry yeah cold. and i always heard people saying like that's foolishness but until you've experienced a dry cold and a damp cold, you, you know, it, five, six but degrees and same, a damp cold day feels like heat. minus something. <laughs> it's the same with the heat, is it not? I mean, oh, yeah. you know, when, when it's hot out, um, you know, they do the whole humidex thing. Yeah. And it can be 35 degrees, but if there is humidity combined, then, you know, very well feel like, you know, 38, something like that. So... I've heard people that live in very hot climates say it doesn't feel the same way as it does here yeah. because of that humidity. And um, it's, it's yeah, true. it changes things. So what have you got for um, under insulation? Because a lot of people underestimate how important having insulation under you is in the winter uh, as opposed to uh, in the summer. So in terms of winter camping, so far I have been what most people would call a a car camper um i like being close to my vehicle when i'm camping in the winter i like that sense of security um of knowing that if it if it gets too cold you know what i'll go into the car start it up fire up the heater everything is good worst case scenario i am i am not uh, a highly experienced winter camper i'm not that guy not yet, no, but I'm working on it. We're going to fix that for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we will work on that. We will fix it. Um, so 
And for anyone wanting to try it like the first time, that really is the easiest way to go is to pick the right spot where you can be close to your vehicle, give you a sense of security. But it also allows you to bring extra. You can bring all kinds of stuff, extra blankets. Um, so there were a few things that I did um, in the colder weather that I thought would make a difference. And of course, super, super important to think about what's underneath you because of course you're laying on the, potentially laying on the cold ground um, if you're in a tent. So I actually picked up some of the uh, foam pads, like interlocking foam pads. People use them everywhere from gym floors to uh, floors of their garage. But I grabbed enough of these things to kind of make myself square the size of my tent. Yeah. Uh, after I sent the tent up, I uh, I set up these these foam uh, squares as kind of a base layer, and they're what maybe half an inch thick, yeah. three eighths, half an inch. Yeah, it does not Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it it was a really great barrier uh, to kind of get us up off the off the snow. Um, and then of course we had regular sleeping pads uh, above that inflatable sleeping pads and and then our tents on top of that and um you know i don't think that either one of us ever felt uh like cold hmm. uh from below uh really it was just the air in the tent that was uh that was cold that was it um body wise we were not cold i actually uh i woke up sweating uh in the middle of the night so um, which is a whole different issue because you don't want to sweat when it's no. cold either. So I found myself unzipping my sleeping bag, letting some air get in, make sure that I wasn't sweating, um, and kind of cooling myself off so that so that I wouldn't be overheated. Um, and uh, I know some of you other guys are into into other you know hammock camping in the winter and fancy stuff like that, which uh, I haven't tried yet, but. I'll get there. The, the gear is here. <laughs> you yeah. know that. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I, I have like I have done the hammock um, camping, and I have tried a few methods with that. I have the underquilts, which I absolutely love. It does yep. add a, a comfort level because you're only on the on the, the fabric of the hammock. Right. Where with other things like I've used foam pads, I've used windshield reflectors. That the folding, I'll show you one. Um, oh yeah, like reflective. Yeah, now's the time of year. You go down to Canadian Tire Walmart and, and, and in the, the bins, they have these little folding uh, things to go on your windshields. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I picked those flowery ones, but they have the silver side. And you put that silver side up and it reflects the yeah. heat back at you. It is an amazingly good method. And it works for on the ground, too. Just buy one of yeah. these. They, they weigh nothing. Like, they actually do weigh, like, next to nothing it's how long are they been like maybe would they be six feet five feet i wouldn't call it six feet uh it would cover your torso probably from the from the back to, to the back of your knees which is what you're most concerned about anyways yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, something like that it doesn't weigh a lot it works uh i've used those in hammocks i've used them on the ground i've used the cheap walmart uh foam mattresses i have sure. used the interlocking foam pads yep. um 
and I've, I've used a few other methods. A wool blanket works really good too, surprisingly good uh, sure. as, a, as, a, as a help. And all these things added together um, kind, of, kind of really help. I've heard of a lot of people that just take your, your, your ultralight mattresses, which I now have apparently way more than I ever thought I would, <laughs> uh, and just wrap that in a in a a wool blanket and maybe even uh, one of those uh, reflective mylar blankets underneath yep. that and man you your air value on that I mean I'm not sure what it would come up with but I I say it would challenge some of your most expensive pads that you can buy sure yeah I mean insulation is insulation i mean whether it's uh, under your body camping or in your house i mean the idea is to create air spaces between the warm area and the cold area yeah. so that those air spaces can warm up yeah so uh you know anything that you can do to create those uh those air pockets is uh yeah is going to help nice trapped air air warms up it can't go anywhere so it doesn't dis dissipate that heat and, and it keeps you warm uh, I mean that's, that's that's how your sleeping bag works that's how your down yeah. sleeping bag creates large volume of, of, of stagnant air that just doesn't allow yeah. heat to escape exactly. um, when you get down to that I mean you have so many options I see Red Bear Tactical talking about it like he's saying you, you used to get your old military gear now you can get uh, civilian gear that's probably just as good or very similar. You get your down, your synthetics, your hybrids. Um, some guys are using quilts. They don't bother with the sleeping bags because quilts can actually be fitted and, and not um, not actually weigh as much. So you can yeah. you can shave a few grams there if that's what you're into. Um, what else do we got there? I want to say make sure your vehicle's reliable enough to start. I had a close call with the Jeep. Well, see, you sorry there. Red Bear, but it is a Jeep. <laughs> Started on the cold and it can't stay in it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I jest, of course. I mean, some Jeeps are, are, are awesome, but yeah, uh, make sure that it is reliable and, and a good battery. Um, and a cold night, a, ba a bad or bad battery will not start any vehicle. And you may not realize that it's a bad battery until it's too late. Uh, yeah. And that's not when you want to be discovering it at two no, o'clock in the no. morning when you're freezing, and you want to get started, and you're out trying to click it over, and nothing's happening. Um, and this is why uh, fall camping is so great because it gives you a chance to test all of these things and try it. And it's why camping with a few friends is always good. Um, yeah. Every time you camp with friends, like they'll always, I think we all do it we all bring a little bit extra just in case someone needs it or whatever and yep. if something happens to your gear you have some options there to help you out um, and yep. and honestly I mean a lot of us are guys and we love to rib each other but nobody's gonna let anyone get hurt what we're gonna do though nope. is we're gonna have some fun with and <laughs> we're gonna torment yeah. you and tease you and make sure you don't do it twice uh, sure. but I think it's harmless I do think that nobody's doing you know, it's part of the learning process yeah but uh you know it's 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 good and i mean most modern vehicles have like heated seats and stuff so i've thought of it that like i've gone camping with my van and someone said what are you gonna do if you get real cold i said if i get too cold i'm putting it in the van i'm starting it up i'm hitting the heated seats and reclining and i'm going back to sleep absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah this is not a this is not a torture thing no. you know people don't do this to torture themselves they do it because 
they genuinely love it and they found a way to make it enjoyable and comfortable yeah. and uh and and to have a blast i mean i can't imagine uh going camping in the you know the fall or the winter and being cold there's nothing fun about that no. um the the trick is to you know learn some uh learn some uh, ways to make yourself comfortable in this environment and when you've done that and you go wow like i had a great sleep and uh and i wasn't cold and i had a blast and uh you can kind of look at yourself in the mirror and go wow like i can do this it's it's really not that hard um, no one should be going winter fall or winter camping uh because they enjoy freezing it's not it's not about that at all you know <laughs> that would be uh, uh a, a miserable experience um another yeah. quick trick for everyone uh, if you are worried about getting cold at night uh eat a good warm meal before you go to bed something with a lot of nutrition in it and a lot of, of energy because your body works fairly hard to digest food so it produces heat while digesting yep. that food plus the heat you just absorb with that warm food so eating a good yep. meal before you go to bed is going to give you a few degrees advantage over someone who didn't eat just before they went to bed yeah um, your body continues working even when you're not yeah. and this is the one I don't fully understand but I know it to be true um, don't resist the urge to go pee a lot of people like it's cold I don't want to get out and you sit there and you you, you suffer for an extra half hour 45 minutes because you just didn't want to get out but it is best like when you do need to pee just get get it over with do it get it over with because retaining that that water and keeping it warm is, is wasting energy and just making you miserable keeping you up and it can be hard especially for the women uh for the guys we have a bit of an advantage here admit it but for the women it is a bit worse uh yeah i mean there there are ways to deal with it um, you know, I know that you guys have, have done uh, different videos on this in the past about, uh, you know, camping in the winter and whether you're keeping a little uh, bottle inside the tent, that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, there's things that can help that can make it a little bit easier. So just a little bit of research in advance. And, um, you know, there are even, uh, listen, not to, not to get uh, gross at all, but the funny thing is that if you pee in a bottle at 4 o'clock in the morning, and uh, you put the top on that bottle nice and tight. That's a really warm bottle. <laughs> it is. So you know that can go in your in your sleeping bag down by your feet. Uh, like I said, make sure the top is on tight. But um, you know these things, you can think of them as a challenge, or you can think of it as an opportunity. And uh, you know what? You just made yourself a hot water bottle. So this um, is is true, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I. I just don't trust myself to. I've I've never done it myself. Yeah. Um, you know, to actually uh, put that bottle in the sleeping bag, I I haven't been that cold to to try that. But um, I hear it's been done. I the one I've heard of is people doing it in a hammock, and I don't know if you've if you've ever slept in a hammock, um, but doing things in a hammock has its own whole list of challenges, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I know it can be done. I, I do know, and I, I'm sure I could do it, but I don't relish the concept of doing it. Uh, but it, it definitely can be done. Um, yeah, yeah. Ben, I uh, 
I jotted in a, a couple quick little things, like specifically about fall. Yeah. Um, fall camping. Um, you know, obviously the the evenings and the mornings tend to be cooler, so uh, you know, certainly important to check the weather before you go. Oh, for sure. See what you're going to be dealing with. You know, there's a lot of variance there. Right now, I mean, we're starting to get frost warnings. So, uh, you know, there are some mornings that are pretty nice. There's some mornings that can be pretty cool. So kind of knowing what you're going into. A um, little more common for it to rain now. So you might want to think about rain gear. A um, little different in the summer, you know. It's going to be super hot out. You get a little bit damp. Uh, you can hang stuff up and dry it up pretty quick. Yeah. This time of year, it's a little tougher to dry things out. So, you know, having a rain jacket um that sort of thing a tarp that you can hide under which is what we did the last time we went out uh because it rained um but uh you know the weather thing uh it's starting to get a little bit different right now so just kind of keeping an eye on it yeah i i agree no, I, I almost always have at least one spare tarp with me yeah because yep. honestly the uses of a tarp are endless and uh i was gonna say one one spare tarp Four, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> last last time we were car camping, so I had uh, that's true. I had significantly more gear than than any one person really needed. Uh, so I had fair enough. I had a whole hammock system that I didn't even pull out while we were there. Yeah. Uh, I had two tarp systems that I did show, pull out and we did play with a little bit. I got sure. I got to see your tarp system, which I was very impressed with. Um, yep. So, but yeah, I mean, and that's, that's one of the things, like, when you're out there with somebody, uh, your, your points are all very valid, by the way, you stay dry for sure. Uh, it's super yeah. important in the cold weather to stay dry and keep your stuff dry, and it's hard to fix it. Uh, so yeah. Your sleeping bag, essentially, especially, because if it gets wet, it's, yeah. it's not only useless, it's going to be difficult to deal with in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah. yeah, when you get out with a bunch of guys. The other, the other big one for me, I mean, honestly, this time of year is uh, insects. Um, you know, oh, yeah. did we just freeze? <laughs> what? No, no, I think we're doing good. Maybe we froze for a second. Oh, okay. Um, like this this time of year, camping in the fall, insects, which, uh, yeah. you know, is, is an issue for a lot of people. If you're someone that avoids camping in the summer because you don't enjoy um, the, the smallest members of nature being around you, uh, mosquitoes, black flies, all that sort of thing. This is the time of year to get out there and go camping. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. The bugs are essentially gone. And, um, you know, why not take advantage of that? Oh, yeah. No, it, it was great. Although, I got to say, I, I, when I came back, I did find a few bug bites on me that I didn't know I had gotten. Did you have a few? Yeah. Especially on one of my hips. That's funny because... I'm, I'm usually the one that gets bitten. Like I, uh, I've always said, like the that the insects are attracted to me because I'm so sweet, which may or may not be true. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I don't think I had any bites. I managed to walk through some kind of thorn bush and uh, cut my leg. Yes, but uh, that was pretty much it. That's all that happened to me. I didn't have any bites at all. Um. Which really, I mean, for being out in the middle of the woods and and not one insect bite uh, is pretty amazing. Um, I did flick one tick yeah. off my shoe 
at one point. That is literally the only one I saw. Yeah, I all weekend. I'm not sure if you. Yeah, no. Uh, I looked down and it was like crawling up my shoe toward my sock. Flipped it off. Yeah. Done. Um, so for all those people who are concerned about the creeper crawlies, I mean, this is literally the time to go camping. Oh yeah, no, uh, it's perfect. And we we had actually really good luck at foraging for food. Uh, yeah. So we we spent what probably three or four hours, if not more, just looking at mushrooms. Uh, yeah. I downloaded an app just to help us identify it. That was a great bit of fun. Uh, yeah. And I found an apple tree, and my daughter had quite a few apples in that tree. <laughs> I had one. Yep. Yeah. I and had one. We uh, we came across wild blueberries. Yeah. While we were out there. Wild blueberries. Uh, I can't remember what what the the other uh, one is. This low plant something. Oh yeah, the one that. Um, Tasted like an apple. Tasted like, yeah, it tasted like an apple. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, though. We did identify it. Uh, but, it um, wasn't a plant I was overly familiar with beforehand, but we did look it up. We looked it up on multiple uh, apps to, to make sure, and I had my little field book there, and I checked a few things there. And, uh, we were very confident with what it was. We gave it a taste. It wasn't something that was... I don't yep. think I could eat a, a bowl full of them, but... It's, but, well, I remember it being very dry in your mouth. Like when you put it in your mouth, it kind of, it's like it, it took all the saliva away. It dried your mouth right out. But uh, but the flavor was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mild, dry apple. Yeah, that's exactly what it tastes like to me too. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, this time of year opens up a lot of opportunity. I mean, the scenery with the leaves changing, breathtaking. Um, hey, uh, you got to bring your camera. And of course, most people have smartphones now, so we kind of all have cameras on our hips or in our pockets. But uh, being in the woods this time of year, it's breathtaking. Yeah. Like, oh, From the gorgeous. macro to the micro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Big wide shots to down to taking like beautiful little shots right on the ground level. And, you know, we've seen so much. Uh, we've, we found a beautiful waterfall while we were out. Um, so the chance yeah. to explore and see things and now like with the leaves kind of coming off it, it opens up the view where, where before all you see was a wall of green which okay it is look it is nice it kind of blocks a lot of stuff that it hides a lot of stuff and as the leaves start to come down this stuff yeah. opens up and it the whole scenery changes and the atmosphere changes and I think to really enjoy an area you need to see it through multiple seasons and uh, yeah. I've done the winter camping a few times and, I, and I've done done it close to my vehicle and I've also gone like for a nice walk uh, taken sleds and backpacks and gone in a ways and it's it's important to build up to that like you said like know your gear before you, you, you do the four or five mile hike in with your gear but when you get back yeah. to some of these places um, I remember one night right near a little pond in the middle of the night listening to the ice crack because it does and if you don't know what it is, it's terrifying. But, yeah. but if you know what it is, it's awesome. And, and it, it sounds like video games. You hear like a... And it just echoes through the lake. And sometimes it's a loud snap. And it's really cool. And you know yeah. what it is and you know you're perfectly fine. It's it's. But I can see like if you weren't used to it and you're out in the woods and you hear that sound, you're going to be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Something big just snapped a tree in half. Yeah. But it's not... No, um, yeah. and like I said, some it, it sometimes it reminds me of video games. Like the the, the noises is like 
did someone just start up an Atari? <laughs> but but there's yeah, that. And it's uh, you know it's funny because we're all surrounded by so many sounds all the time. You know whether it's uh, in our houses, whether it's appliances going and electronics going off and phones beeping and that sort of thing. But when you get out there, and it's so quiet, yeah, it's amazing what you can hear, and uh, especially when you're trying to go to sleep. You know, it can be uh, you hear every every leaf hitting the ground. You can you can hear it, and uh, you know, provided that that sort of thing doesn't uh, doesn't give you any cause for concern. Um, it's uh, it's pretty amazing just to just to lay there and, and listen to it. You know, the wind blowing through the trees, ice cracking, um, stuff like that. It's uh, it's it's like the lullaby of the forest what i find and i i suspect you may find a similar thing is sometimes you don't realize how much all the noises in like society wear you down like it's pollution it, it is and once you get away from it and you're just sitting there and the only thing you hear is the wind going through the trees or a slight yep. brook it's like someone took a weight right off your back it, yeah it's it's like you didn't know that noise was there, but once it went away, you're like, "How nice to not have it! How nice yeah. to be." <laughs> and for me, it's it's the difference in the noises too, because these noises, they're just there for you to enjoy. Like these noises, like your cell phone going off. That noise expects something from you. Like you have to go and you have to check it, see what it is, see if it's something. You know these noise that noises demand something of your time but when you're out in the woods these noises are just for you to enjoy you don't have to do anything uh except just just listen yeah. and uh and and let them let them relax you it's a completely different feeling so yeah yeah uh, my favorite noise bar none has to be and i know it's stereotypical and everyone's like oh yeah it's, it's the loon uh and and you still yeah. this time of year you sometimes hear it, but you're out by a nice lake with a loon, and you wake up in the morning, a nice cool crisp morning, maybe a little haze on the water, and you're just sitting there and you hear that loon call out, and it is possibly the most peaceful noise I hear in the woods. But yeah. it's not the only noise that's awesome. Squirrels, squirrels will chatter at you, they'll yell at you, they'll they, they, they get very annoyed with you, but it's it's yeah. it's, it's a pretty cool noise. Uh, yeah. I've Especially heard. if you're like under the, their tree. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had them throw throw nuts at me, buddy. Like, sure. They they get a little vicious, but that's fair. <laughs> you're in their space. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't blind or they do. Yeah. Uh, and the other other noises you hear is animals getting in and out of water. Um, surprisingly loud. Uh, surprisingly yep. interesting. And. I, I don't know if any of you guys have heard it, but like birds taking animals out in the middle of the night—that's that's pretty freaky too. But but it is it is surprisingly peaceful and cool to to hear that and be you know kind yeah. of part of it. Um, yeah, for sure. And I've gotten up, and this is always cool, and like fresh snow in the in the winter, and you can see tracks and things that happen, and it's it. There's nothing that really helps learn, teach you tracking skills like winter because they're so blatant. Like the stuff that you wouldn't see in the summer, you can, you know, an amateur can see. But that really helps yeah. you later on in the year because once you, you see it, 
you see that pattern well that's in your head now so when you go out in the summer you'll see that pattern in grass but when in the grass it doesn't stand out but now you know it yep. it jumps out at you you can almost you can almost visualize it now because you've seen it seen it before yeah yeah um, yeah, absolutely. Brian Fisher here says it's amazing how loud an acorn hitting the roof of an outhouse can be in the middle of the night. Madness <laughs> Yeah, I've been there too, Brian. <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah, no, and I've been in that exact <laughs> situation. It sometimes feels like that that might be coming through. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> yep, very true. Yeah. The other thing that I wrote down, Ben, is that uh, you know often this time of year and. Uh, obviously, certainly after uh, Labor Day, is that a lot of camping areas are a lot less crowded than they are. I mean, you know, for people who, whether you were camping in a provincial campground uh, or a privately owned campground, like through the summer, uh, I think everyone who's into camping was surprised at how busy campgrounds were. And in some cases, it was very, very difficult. And I'm not talking about going, you know, miles into the woods just your standard campground they were busy and uh but as the fall approaches um it gets very very easy to get yourself a spot um you know and again i'm not talking miles in the woods i'm talking about if you just want to go to a campground and set up you know where you have a a tap and a power plug right beside you gets easier and easier to to get into some of these places and not feel like feel like you're crowded actually you uh, a little bit of space you bring up a great point uh years ago when i had a little pop-up camper but i've done this with a tent too and it works you can rent the electric sites in the provincial and national campgrounds and get a space heater and just take him with in the tent with you and it makes a world of difference absolutely um yeah and, and we used to do that. We used to go down to the Cape Breton Highlands, usually around this weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. It's coming up this weekend. And that was one of our favorite trips to do every year, yep. was to go down there and just watch the leaves change. And uh, the campgrounds weren't empty by any means, but they weren't full by any means either. They had whole branches that weren't even open because nope. there wasn't enough people. Um, and it's a different yeah. different crew of people. Uh, it's people that really enjoy camping. We're... Sometimes in the summer, I think it's a lot of people who are more there for the social aspect and not so much there for the camping aspect. And there is a difference. In this. I don't diss the people who do it for the social aspect. That's awesome, too. Uh, but the people who really like the camping, it's, it's, it's a more pure experience, I find. Um, and so I, yeah. I do enjoy that. Uh, but you're right. Kedji, this yep. year, they opened their booking late. And it was surprising. It booked up like 90% of the sites, I think, were gone within a few hours. For most of the summer, yeah. If you weren't there on the first day, you probably weren't getting a site until somebody canceled one later on, and that did happen. Like you were able to get sites throughout the summer because yeah. people were constantly yeah. canceling and and rebooking and stuff. But it was yeah. surprisingly hard this year to get into Kedji. I didn't get into Kedji this year for numerous reasons, but one of them was yeah. basically it was overbooked for most of the summer. Um, Year's not over yet, my friend. No, no, it's not. Unfortunately, they don't not do year-round camping anymore. If years ago they did, I kind of wish they would because they have some great co- cabins that you could rent and walk to. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and just because you mentioned along the same lines, for anybody who's wondering, there are 
a few campgrounds around Nova Scotia. I think they're probably, at least at the moment, maybe a little bit lesser known campgrounds, but there are some campgrounds that are open year round. Uh, year round for fall, winter, spring camping. Outside of your standard camping season, um, which is what usually May to four weekend until week. Labor Day, yeah. I guess. Or, but or uh, there are some campgrounds. Yeah, there are at least four that I know of around the province that are literally, they have campsites and they are open for winter camping. Uh, most of them are accessible by uh, by vehicle, car. You can literally drive in with your car in the winter, pitch a tent, um, at least four of them. So um, I've been to two of them myself uh, in the winter and uh, and they have some great amenities. I mean, they have they have washrooms that you can use um, one off the top of my head actually has a, a pretty nice uh, building um, that has a shower in it. So, you know, even if you stay in your tent, uh, middle of February, you can get up in the morning, walk up to the building, have a nice hot shower. So depending on what you're looking for, if you want to go out uh, fall, winter camping, there are places that you can go that are, um, you know, not way off grid. They're, uh, they're just in the woods. You can set yourself up. And uh, and have a great experience. Dip your toes in the water and yeah. see how you like it. Um, Fantastic. At least two years in a row, or not in a row, but two years since I've been in Nova Scotia, I have stayed in Wacagama Park in Cape Breton, and they are open okay. later in the year. And uh, we were there hunting. Uh, is the reason we were there. Uh, we had moose licenses and we were hunting, and we stayed for the full week to do it. And the best part of that park by far was the fact it had a washer and dryer on site and if you're you're camping for a full week and yeah. your your stuff gets cool or damp you yep. you mentioned it, there's no way to dry well, we had a we had a dryer i mean it cost the dollar or something to, it was the best dollar i've ever spent because <laughs> you take your wet clothes and stuff you go down you wash it you dry it and the next morning you have a nice warm dry clothes and it's awesome <laughs> pull, those, pull those pants out of the dryer they're still hot yeah put them on right on the spot yeah. yeah yeah we uh we stayed at one place i think it was maybe in in march yeah uh march of of this year and uh i mean there was still snow on the ground and uh they had a really really nice building and um I don't know if uh, I'm a podcast newbie, so I'm not sure if I should mention the place, but um, it was uh, not far from Kedgy, actually, and they have a really nice uh, kind of a lodge. And, um, you know, even if you discovered that you didn't bring everything you needed to cook, you could go into this lodge, and then they had everything from a microwave, stove, uh, you name it. So if you wanted to get up in the morning, go and cook your breakfast inside this building you could so um i'm gonna ask and uh you're you're a bit of a newbie but don't worry about it too much uh, so was i once um is this associated with a facebook page uh the campground i don't know if they have a facebook page they might no but there is a facebook page for winter camping that, that there, there is a group. facebook group absolutely specifically for winter camping in Nova Scotia. So yeah. I, be I believe we are both members of this particular group. I've been yep. less active on it. Do you mind 
I'll, I'll mess it up for right now, but do you mind listing who, what that group is? Uh, the the link for it? Yeah. I can send you the link if that's... Uh, try sending the link for sure. Uh, Brian Fisher asking, is it Gateway? It's easy. Mm -hmm. uh, the place I was talking about, it is Gateway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great spot. We do not mind here at Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures to promote and help other local businesses, companies, uh, Facebook groups to grow. Uh, we, we are not against that. Um, sure. So, no, I don't mind putting that, that stuff out there. Uh, I don't know if it was Nova Scotia, winter camping, or something like that, I feel it was. Yeah, I, uh, I have the link right here, Ben. I can send it to you. Um, like I mentioned, I, I know of at least four um, I can think of three of them off the top of my head. Um, so there is Gateway. Um, another one is uh, Bear River. Yes, Bear River is one I've heard. I've never uh, gone on any of these group camps with these people. Um, yeah. I mean, they're camping in Nova Scotia? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I believe yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a Facebook group specifically dedicated to camping in the winter, yeah. uh, obviously in Nova Scotia. The interesting thing about these groups when they go out, um, when I have gone, there's typically, I want to say, somewhere in the ballpark of 15 to 30 people. And in uh, a broad range of skill sets and, uh, and ages and um, backgrounds, you know, you have people who are literally... Um, uh, camping on top of the snow under a tarp and, and other people who you know have much more sophisticated setups with you know things like hot tents and things like that um, you know 18 years old to uh, 80 and uh, such a great opportunity to meet um, people who are into this sort of thing and um, it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and the other nice thing is that if you get out there and discover that you forgot something, uh, somebody has it. Yeah. Somebody brought it. Yeah. No, it, it's a great chance to potentially see what other setups are like. And if it's something you'd even be interested in, because here's the thing. You can spend a small fortune doing this, but you can actually do it for relatively little. And it's surprisingly yeah. how little you actually need to get out. Uh, it can be as little as a few dollars, or not dollar store, well, possibly dollar store, but a few thrift store buys and yeah. a decent tarp yeah. can, can get you out winter camping and be very comfortable. To, yeah. You can buy a $2,000 tarp, a $1,000 you know, backpacking stove. Um, I mean, you could easily yep. be in this 10, 15 grand if you want, or you can do it for sure. under 100 bucks. And, yeah. and I'm not exaggerating with either of those numbers. This, the sky is no. the limit of what you could pay and what yep. you need to. What you, but figure out what you enjoy and what really brings you joy. And if bring, sleeping under a tarp and being able to, to see you and see the trees and stuff and have a nice warm wool blanket because it's a bit more traditional, a bit more... Yep. Uh, if that brings you the happiness, then there's no need to spend thousands of dollars on a top-of-the-line tent yep. stove combo. Like, it's yeah. not what you're going to really enjoy. But if you really want that extra stuff, you can do it. I built, I've built two yep. win winter stoves here. I mean, one I've 
basically kicking as I sit here and the other one's over in the corner. Um, yep. For for very little money. It's, it's an old ammo can I had. I picked up a few things, but I I mean, you can spend as much or as little on these things as you want, and it's yep. know, it's, it's but it's a it's a fun fun adventure. It's a fun hobby. It's a hobby if it's not a sport. It's, but you know. It's, it's as much a sport as, as fishing or many other things are, right? Absolutely, yeah. And, um, I mean, to me, the fall is the perfect time of year to kind of figure out if you already have gear. And maybe it's great in August. How would it be in, you know, September? Uh, to go out, try it in September. Maybe your sleeping bag is perfectly adequate for September. Um, maybe you get out there and go, you know what? That was fine. It probably wouldn't work for November. Um, so then you have an opportunity to decide if you want to, you know, pick up something new. Um, you may go out in November with that same gear and go, you know what? I was cold. It was a little chilly. Uh, so, yeah, that sleeping bag is not going to work in February. Um, but but now is the time of year to test these things and, and kind of see, you know what? That was actually really fun. Um, it was so nice to wake up with that cool, refreshing air in the tent. And it was, uh, you know, it was 10 degrees or it was 5 degrees. I wonder what it would be like if it was minus 5 degrees. Um, and just kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah. And, um, you know, just jumping back to my own first experience, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and uh and being sweaty in my sleeping bag yeah. a warmer sleeping bag absolutely not you know uh that was minus eight and if i had a sweat on at minus eight um that i will never need a, a warmer sleeping bag that was it yeah so unless i start beginning some kind of arctic adventures but is that an option yeah. <laughs> one of the one of these days yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, there's so many places I would love to, to visit and try. I, I'm, but uh, one of them is just going back to Newfoundland. Uh, totally yep. different experience, believe it or not. You know, it's not that far away. Um, Northern Ontario, Northern Quebec would be neat. I'd love yep. to get up in Labrador. I've been up there in the past, never camped up there, but I kind of want to. And there's yeah. so many things that are locally available. And and this is a time, so we, we started this off with a statement, more and more people are getting into this. And what we kind of got to realize is in this time and age right now, people are finding it more difficult to go away and travel, to go further away. It is, you know, there are the additional challenges. So people are looking at what do we have here. And we have some of the most beautiful spots in the world, believe it or not. Like, you know, we may be biased, but we do. We have some awful, gorgeous area to explore and see here. And there's so much in our own backyard that we haven't seen that... There's not really a need, if you don't want to, to go yep. around the world to find something that's much better. Is there a beautiful place around the world? For sure. Sure. You know? sure. But there's plenty, plenty to see close to here. Um, I mean, as someone who was born and raised in Nova Scotia, it is shocking and even potentially embarrassing to think about the number of areas in this province that I have not seen. Um, the places that I have not been. And, uh, you know, camping aside, I mean, there are 
all of our beautiful shorelines and um you know mountains and scenery um it's just stunning you know year-round for different reasons whether it's leaves in the fall or you know whale watching in the summer or whatever you're doing it's a beautiful province and uh you know it, it would take you a, a very long time to to see all of it and uh and appreciate everything that it has to offer i mean um, I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of Nova Scotia. So we uh, shortly after I, I came here, we bought ourselves like I met my wife and we bought one of these uh, pop up campers. And from the day we bought it, we from May 24th till basically after Thanksgiving, we yep. camped every single weekend. Every yep. every weekend we went somewhere different. And yep. uh, not to say we never used the same campground twice but we didn't do twice in a row like we'd sure. often do dollar lake or we'd often do smileys or we'd often do like we had our favorites that we'd return to sure but um i think we hit every provincial campground we hit quite a few private ones um we hit the national ones we also hit ones in new brunswick and, and newfoundland and we were able to go and see something new every time and every time we go somewhere we'd look around what 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 does the province have? What does the area have to offer? And yep. you have your natural beauties and stuff, but you also have like museums and heritage sites and so much to see. And this yep. is a bit out of the bushcraft, but it it just goes to show you how much we have to offer. Um, yep. And and all the Atlantic provinces definitely have it. And I'm sure that you know I'm not knocking anywhere else because I, I bet you you go down to Maine and, and many of the states you'd find the same thing you go to Quebec and Ontario you'd find sure. the same thing but there is so much to see locally um, yeah. and this 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 hobby this activity is great because it really does get you out there and it gets you seeing places and the ability to go a little bit further a little bit more off the beaten path you can see so much more um, it's it's really fun and exciting. Um, it's uh, we've I've been warned. I've been warned that it's addictive. Uh, no, it is addictive, and uh, you will eventually have a room sort of like what I'm in now. It's just full of camping. <laughs> and when you get you go to pick up your camping gear, you'll be like, "There's nowhere to put it. It just doesn't fit anywhere." <laughs> and you yeah. go to make a trip, you're like, "Do I want to take this tarp or these tarps? Or do I need this?" Yeah, no. Um, and someone told me one time I have too much, and I'm like, no, no, I, each one has a purpose. It's exactly, right? yeah. But uh, you know, no, sometimes you need an eight by ten tarp. Sometimes you need a ten by ten. Might be a ten by twelve. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to know, and you don't want to have the wrong one. No. Very important. But but you you need the skill to make any one work. Yeah. But you also know what if I'm going with a buddy? What if I'm taking a couple of kids? What if I'm going in this type of weather it's nice to have those options and stuff sure and yep. play with. uh so this you know it is fun and getting out in the winter out in the fall i mean there's a whole it, it opens up a different it, the whole camping experience is different and i think it's definitely worth trying out uh, i gotta be honest with you i did not go camping this summer no no i i'm not i'm not a summer camper no i'm just not um you know that may that may change and it probably will change now because i recently became the owner of a canoe um <laughs> so, yeah so <laughs> you know the whole summer camping thing will probably change for me but but that's going to be much more about being on the water than the actual camping 
um, you know, between between insects and temperatures. Yeah. Summer camping is not going to be my my big deal. Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to be it's going to be fall and winter. You know, spring has its own challenges. Camping in the spring is kind of yeah, a little bit hit and miss, but um, fall camping, one hundred percent. Winter camping, I'm already in love with. Um, we'll see what happens with the summer stuff, which is it's funny because it's kind of opposite of of what most people think. Yeah, but. no, no, it is. But uh, you you mentioned the, the the canoe, and honestly, like it does open up a whole whole avenue and stuff, and it's very fun. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah spring for me is the absolute worst for insects it seems like as yeah. soon as things start to melt the insects come out with a vengeance um and there's actually a few weeks where i think it's almost impossible to camp it's not but it, it feels it uh, I, I just got a shiver thinking about a june bug <laughs> flying into the back of my head and falling down the back of my shirt <laughs> yeah um anyways we have we have successfully killed an hour uh and plus we did. Which, which is is the goal of Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures, in case anyone didn't know, to, to get our podcast to under an hour. We, we rarely do it. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be to kill an hour. Uh, well, no, no, we've been actively working at, at, at getting better at cutting our time down to something more reasonable. Uh, but uh, thanks for everyone who came out and listened, and... Uh, if you learned anything great, I hope you guys get out and try it. If you do, I'd love to hear about it. Send us pictures, pics, videos, anything you're willing to share. Uh, if you're ever in the area and look for someone to camp, uh, you can reach out to us. Uh, sometimes we're looking for buddies. <laughs> uh, like I said, I've met some of the best people I've met is is doing this, uh, chatting on, on Facebook, through YouTube, other avenues, getting to meet some really amazing people. Steve is one of these people. I hope he understands and knows that. <laughs> but, you know, it is. It's a great chance to meet people and to, to see new things and try things and uh, and learn things. Because uh, no matter how experienced you think you are, you'll learn new things from, from sometimes the most novice of people to the most experienced of people. And it's really neat what you can learn and experience. Uh, yep. So I, I've always enjoyed it. Uh, rather I'd be inside, miss the show. I tell you. Too late to go back and see it, Chris. Too late. Yep. One shot deal. Yeah. Anyways, thanks everyone, and looking forward to seeing you next week. Uh, just one last thing, uh, I believe, and let me double check something here because I am horrible. We are still hoping to do a little group camp for anyone who's interested. Reach out to us with one of the links on our channel. But I think the hope is to do it around the 23rd and 24th of this month. The yep. exact location has not been set, but it will be here in Nova Scotia. Uh, probably somewhere in, I will call it, central area. Um, so if you're interested in that, I believe, Steve, you've expressed an interest in joining us for that. Uh, I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, reach out. You might have a chance to meet some pretty cool people. And... Uh, you know, have a good time. So, uh, anyways, night all. Thanks for uh, coming out. Thanks for the invite, Ben. It was fun. Anytime. Okay, stream has should be ended. Uh, perfect. No, maybe. Yep. Yeah. So.
Now it's ended.